to another Music Raygun mini episode. I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Hey, Kirk, let's get into it. I have to correct myself because I was wrong. Oh, I hate when you're wrong. Not only that I was wrong, but other things that I just forgot. Okay. okay. A couple of corrections and clarifications from recent episodes. Sure. The director of The Five Obstructions, whose name I could not remember, is Lars von Trier. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, and he and Jorgen Leth are Danish, not Swedish. Oh, big, big difference. Which is, is the same thing. To me, a dipshit American who doesn't know shit about shit. I think this is actually a bit in a Kirby Enthusiasm episode. But the difference between Danish and Swedish? Yeah, yeah I, I think there know. is actually. I don't know. Uh, the band in Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp, was not the Electric Revolution. It was the Evolution Revolution. Get it? Because they're chimps. Oh, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Archie's dog, who is Jughead's dog. Who is presenting. Is not named Barfy. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because he, he's named Hot Dog. Oh, Barfy's better. Barfy is the dog in Family Circus. Oh, my God. What a difference. Yep. Oh. And, uh... The animators who made the video for Big Time are indeed the team who worked on Pee-wee's Playhouse. That's why oh, it looked so much okay. like that. Look at that. So we weren't just... You, uh, you felt the vibe. And, yep. and that's that's not, that's not a good clarification because we were on the right path. Right. Like we followed up on the Rolling Stones animation because yeah. it looked very much like John Craig Felucci of Ren and Stimpy. Right. But it didn't occur to me that the... The big time video actually was the same people. And then when I was listening back to the episode, I was like, maybe it just is those guys. It is. (laughs) is. 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 Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yep. All right. I also want to follow up on your last Kirk's Rex. Yeah. Because I took your rec. You took my advice. I watched the We Are the World uh, documentary, which, by the way, we never said the name of it. I couldn't remember. If people are looking for it, it's called The Greatest Night in Pop. That's right. That's a... Bad name. Yeah, not a great name for title. Uh, And, uh, yeah, you weren't lying. It was great. It was fucking wonderful. It was was wonderful. It was delightful. Uh, I've never liked Lionel Richie more. How great is he just, like, crushing it? Yeah, he's... I mean, I never had a negative opinion about Lionel Richie, but he's never really been on my... Like, you know, I'm aware of his hits. Yeah. I just was neutral on Lionel Richie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize how much... He had a hand in writing, like he yeah. was. Other than like Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson, yeah. he was one of the main creative forces, and I didn't realize that. And he was also sort of the wrangler, the wrangler, and the host that night. The host of the American Musical. The, the whole background I never knew. I forgot about that. The idea that the way that they were able to get all these people yeah. and these egos in one room is that same night was the American Music Awards. Yeah. So which just meant everyone was in town, right, in L.A. And not only that, but Lionel hosted the award show. And did a good job. Which is not, like, that's a heavy gig yeah. to host an award show. He also was, like, the big winner that night. Yeah. He won five awards. Yeah. And then after the award show, they went straight to the studio in yeah. Hollywood to record We Are the World for the next, like, that's the busiest day of Lionel Richie's yeah, life. Yeah, for the whole night. Didn't leave till the sun came up. I don't think... I realized that they just recorded the whole thing in one night. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Because, you know, when they when they redid it for the Haiti earthquake in 2010, if you watch the video for that, it's all just individual people oh, in the studio. Geez, dude, like, they right. did not make them all record yeah. it in a room. So, yeah, that was wild. I didn't know the whole American Music Awards background. Yeah, it's a great documentary. Um, I liked hearing Lionel Richie tell Michael Jackson stories. Yeah. Because even though he wasn't, like, disrespectful... 
he he was you know the 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 note that he was like a lie he always called me Lionel yeah Lionel yeah Lionel don't go near Bubbles Cage Lionel he's mean yeah it was funny <laughs> like his Michael stories were hilarious they were without being disrespectful yeah uh, so he was just great I was like oh th- he what an awesome guy he clearly yeah. is same with like Huey Lewis like you said great guy yeah, yeah. Um, everyone they interviewed was real solid really solid. Some things I didn't know. That the whole thing was Harry Belafonte's idea. Yep. Uh, I knew that he was part of it, but I didn't realize he was sort of the the, the leading yeah. force. If not musically, but it's just his idea. I always kind of knew that it was inspired by Band-Aid. Yeah. Because Band-Aid was all British artists. Mm-hmm. And, and this was all American artists. Except, again, for Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, again, never explained <laughs> why he was there. They're just like, someone said, I, we want him there. The Blues Brothers. Technically, he was in music, yeah. and, the, and the lead producer was just wanted him because he was yeah. a fan. That's where the lead producer was like, "I wanted them, I wanted him." Yeah, and someone wanted Cindy Lauper, someone wanted Madonna, and there was a big fight. And the person that got Cindy Lauper won, but I'm also like, "Why can't you have both? More than one woman? Yeah. No, <laughs> how dare you?" I, well, there, apparently, because I was reading up a little yeah. bit about it too, is you know there were a lot of people who wanted to be a part of it, and they did turn people away. Okay, and I think because some of it was just like who's in what ranges, like who fills what who vocal can sing roles. What? Yeah. So maybe on a technical musical level, Cindy and Madonna were two similar types that they only needed one of. And also remember, at that time, Cindy I think was the bigger star. She was the bigger because it's the it's literally the first month of 1985. Yeah. Madonna's got maybe one, two albums out if, she if got like two. A, if like a virgin was out at that yeah, point. Yeah, she got two. So she's still sort of an up and comer. Yeah. She's it's not like Madonna's not Madonna yet, yeah, right? That's so true. it does kind of make sense. Yeah. And Cindy can sing better. Yeah, Cindy. She's got a better register. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I don't remember where I started with that with that tangent. Oh, Dan Aykroyd. Oh yeah. I forgot that not only is he not the only like the only non musician there, he's also the only non American. <laughs> that's right, Canadian. Because he's Canadian. That's right. The only <laughs> so one so again, at least just be like, go do Northern Lights. They yeah. have that's what that's for you. That's, that's what <laughs> that's what that is for. I'm sure he was just happy to be there. I'm sure. Um did you notice who played bass? There was a quick cut to because you know, for the actual music. Yeah. Quincy called in his guys to like lay down the track. No, I, and they showed the bass player. Did you notice who it was? No, it's Thunder Thumbs. Oh shit! I did not even pick that up. Yes. Oh, I totally missed that. Thunder Thumbs plays bass wow. on "We Are the World." I didn't know that because it's you know he's Q's guy. From yeah, Brother exactly. Johnson. But the other brother Johnson, I don't believe was the guitar player. No, I don't think so. I didn't know that Huey Lewis filled in for Prince. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And did great. It did fucking the, great. The best part of the song is the bit that Huey Lewis, Cindy Lauper, and Kim Carnes yeah, sing. The best part, and it was also the best part of the documentary showing them recording it. Yes, yeah, and that it bit out. where there was some sort of like noise or feedback on the track, and they couldn't figure it out. They kept making them re-record it, and finally someone goes, "Oh, Cindy, I think it's like your bracelets." <laughs> she's like, and oh. she looks down and realizes she's like, "Jesus, I'm wearing fifty thousand bracelets yeah. and necklaces and dangly yeah. earrings." And she had to take like five minutes to take them all off. Yeah. Because it was just like jangling. And she has just a great attitude about it. Yeah. It was very funny. It was really cute. It does make me realize going, oh, Huey filled in for Prince. And knowing that, you're like, oh, that would be the line Prince sings. Yeah. Because he's supposed to to be Michael sings, then Prince sings. Right. And you can feel like, oh, that's how it would be. And Prince was like, can we take a second? Mm Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the whole Prince thing with this? 
that he didn't do it because he wanted to record in a separate room and he wanted all his demands. He, and... he was like, I'll do it, but I just want to play a guitar solo right. in a different room. And, and Lionel's like, there's no guitar solo right. in this. Yeah. No. Well, that was like Stevie with his uh, Let's Sing and Swahili yeah. improv. You're just like, no, no, no. I mean, it felt very Prince. Yeah. It's not surprising. I felt bad that for Sheila E. Because, That's the thing that made me feel bad. Because she kind of was aware. Like, when they asked her to do it, she was yeah. surprised and pleased. But then she quickly realized, like, oh, I'm just leveraged to get Prince to show up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was a little negative. But, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it it felt like it felt very Prince. He's yeah. not the he's he's such a he's such a particular guy. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't seem like the thing he would uh, he would participate. No, in. yeah, I agree. Uh, the Swahili thing. I, here's the thing. I was more annoyed by it. It was seeing the whole context, and I understand Waylon Jennings a little bit more. They made it seem like Waylon Jennings was like, "I'm not going to sing in Swahili." But they never had him saying that. No. To me, that's hearsay. And in the moment when it's like, there's 45 people here. We're just trying to get this done. Stop making suggestions. Like, the song's already written. And especially you, Stevie, who they asked you to participate. And you didn't bother to call them back. Mm -hmm. And then you just showed up on the day. And now you want to throw out suggestions when this is hard enough to organize. Like, just stop. So when, when, like, they're trying to get it done and, and then all of a sudden he's throwing out this idea and they're trying to incorporate it, I was getting frustrated. Yeah. So when Waylon Jennings was, was like, fuck this, I was like, all right, maybe, maybe, yeah, I, I don't see, uh, other than from other people saying, oh, he was, he didn't want to sing in Swahili. Yeah, I mean, he never said either way. Yeah. And he did leave at that time. I also read that he did come back. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it's, and, he's, and he's on the track. He didn't get a solo, but he... I don't remember yeah. seeing... I gotta look again, because I remember seeing him in the crowd. Yeah. Maybe he is in the crowd. So I will bet you that Waylon Jennings was like, this is annoying. I don't want to stand here while they figure this out. Yeah. You know, like... Because I felt the same way. Like, Stevie, stop it. Yes. <laughs> Although I always liked how Stevie, like... Quincy would say something, and then yeah. Stevie would just make fun of him, because he's the only one that could have made fun of Quincy. Yeah. Because he's that level. And there was even a part where they were talking about, like, who the troublemakers were going to be. Yeah. And and they were like, Stevie Wonder, he's a troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, which is great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I get the I get why you liked Bob Dylan. And I thought that it was, was amazing. Gonna, I thought it was going to be that he was so cool and it was the opposite. Yeah. You've never seen Bob Dylan seem more lost and vulnerable. I've never seen him as a human being. Right. Yeah. Where he's just like, what the fuck am I doing here? And then him just going, Stevie, help me out. Yeah. And it's just the two of them sorting it out. Yep. And then the best to me is like Quincy is the constant like charmer, like, Bob, we did it. Bob's like, you don't need me to do it again? He's like, yeah. nope. Yeah. Nailed it. You are great. I think Bob Dylan agreed to do it because it's a good cause. Yes, exactly. exactly. But like immediately realized because he's such a solo artist. Yeah. And, you know, he's not a good singer. He's no. notably not a good singer. And all of a sudden he's in this room with artists who are Almost objectively, like lesser artists. Yeah, but, but great singers. technically yeah. pro singers. And exactly. he was so out of his element that, like, they even showed the footage of him when they're all singing in unison and he's just sort of like mouthing the words yeah. or like not really singing and just looking like he's collapsing into himself like yes. a dying star. He's like, this is awful. Yeah. Yeah. And I was fascinated. And like watching him try to do his solo and it's like, oh my God, it looks like he's going to cry. Like he's so out of his element. Yeah. 
And then, and then the hilarious and sweet moment of Stevie literally like, Bob, do it like this. And then doing a spot on yeah. Bob Dylan impression. Amazing. Yeah. Ama- and like they clear the room. Yeah. Oh, it was great. You, that know, was like, you know how you sing Bob? It was like, oh, right. Yeah. Bob's like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. Then, okay. We yeah. do that thing. Yeah. yeah. And then good old, and then good old Q being like, Bob, baby. You, you did it. it. You got He's it. Like, Let's move on. You got the stuff. Great. You got, <laughs> so yeah. It was just, it was wonderful. Oh, I'm glad you saw it. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Osborne was in We Are the World. Did yes. You know yes. I know that. Not a lot of, not a lot of, uh, playing time there, but. No, it didn't get a solo. Yeah. Um, do you know what the running time of that song is? Is it over five minutes? It's over seven. That's a crime. And it just repeats itself. Now, I get that that song needs to be a little longer because everybody needs to shine. Yes. But the last, like, three or four minutes are just the chorus over and over again. And they let Ray Charles sing it, like, three times. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And I I get that Ray Charles is Ray Charles, but there's so many people in the room. At least let someone else have a swing. Let Sheila E. or Jeffrey Osborne pop in. Yeah. If you're going to make it seven minutes and 11 seconds long, we don't need to hear... Ray saying we are the world we are the children three times yeah no I would agree yeah Yeah, that's why I'm like that's why I was so reticent to watch this I'm like I don't want to am I going to watch this yeah the song sucks and then you watch it like this is great doesn't make you like the song anymore no the one sort of acknowledgement of that is Bruce Springsteen said something great where he goes like look regardless of the aesthetics of the song I saw it as a tool yeah. for a greater good and yeah. it did what it was meant to do exactly and it's like yep that's the right attitude yeah that's the right attitude it's like no, do I like this song it doesn't yeah. matter whether I like it or not I also watched uh, an interview not from this doc but with Billy Joe where he was talking about it oh yeah and he says he said at one point Cindy Lauper leaned over to him and he goes this sounds like a fucking Pepsi commercial <laughs> <laughs> So I think in the room there was more acknowledgement that like, well, this blows, but we're all here for a good cause. That's why like, I think it, there's a quick story at the AMA mm-hmm. where Cindy goes to the line of like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. My boyfriend thinks it's a bad song. Yeah. And I yeah. kind of like agree with them. And Lionel's like, you're going to be missing out. Like yeah. Lionel literally don't make, going, that, don't make don't, a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Just come and do it. And she's like, yeah, I'm so glad I did. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then one final note, when Huey Lewis was talking about taking Prince's spot because they couldn't get yeah. Prince, he said that there were those were big shoes to fill. No, they weren't. Not literally. Because he's tiny. Because Prince wore like a women's five. Yeah. <laughs> there were tiny shoes to fill. They were tiny high-heeled shoes tiny to fill. Tiny high shoes to fill. He filled them well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm so glad you saw it. Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah. Um, thank you for that wreck. Absolutely. Well, I got another wreck for you right now. Oh, no. Yes. More homework? No. <laughs> lovelyly, lovelyly? Yeah. Lovelyly? Lovingly. Related, lovingly related yeah. is the documentary on Paramount Plus of Thriller 40. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, Thriller 40, documentary about the making of Thriller, which is great. It's a, it's not as good as this documentary, but it is good because there's mm-hmm. some interesting stuff. And I think you should watch it and we can talk about it. I mean, yes, Put it. you'll have to compartmentalize that that was made by a child molester and a child murderer. Yes. <laughs> but Yes, 100%. Right. Um, but... We know that. We know that. Yeah. We are aware. But the... More than just like the making of the album is the uh, 
the fascination of like oh a, the album I was thinking the video no the album the, the they whole talk album. about the movie okay, they talk about right. they talk about the short film yeah but which is a big part of it but they talk about the whole album and the two big takeaways that I love is one is that he's fucking pissed that off the wall didn't win enough Grammys Quincy or Michael Michael okay because he's like this is like my best album this yeah. is a, a huge album. It's a crossover, and I win one R&B award for a Grammy. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm going to make the biggest album of all time. So out of just sheer, like, just pettiness yeah. and anger of, like, this is bullshit. <laughs> Which he's right, because, like, you know, he's like, because it should have crossed over, because it did really well as a pop album. I admire the thirst for vengeance. Yes. But I don't respect... Artists who care about awards. So I agree. I'm, I'm of two minds. Yes, I understand yeah. that. I, it would have be better for you was just like fuck something else. Yeah. But the fact that he's like, you know what, you know what, fuck you, people, is yeah. great. Yeah. And then the other thing on the end of it, obviously, Thriller's huge, and all of the singles come out, and he's like, I need, I need more, I need more. And Michael's <laughs> like, this is the biggest. They're like Michael, it's the biggest album of all time. Yeah. All albums eventually dip. Calm down. He's like, no. And that's why Thriller the video came out. To, to continue to just to continue give, it. To, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to do it. And they're like, well, it's going to cost $1.2 million. Michael's like, well, I'm not paying for it. And the uh, the uh, Warner, I think it was Warner, uh, was like, well, we're not paying for it. Yeah. And so they got MTV to pay for it. Okay. Yeah. And that's how it happened. I mean, because that was one of the first... Like event music videos. Yeah. Before that, it was just like let's produce music videos on the cheap as some form of promotion, but they weren't. Yeah, and that's why they gave. They're like, listen, pay for the video, and you'll have uh, the making of behind the scenes footage yeah, for yeah. you. And they're like, sure, we'll do that. And then it became huge. And then the final fascination: there was supposed to be a Thriller tour, mm-hmm. didn't happen. He did a tour on Thriller. You know, you know why. Because Joe Jackson's like, no, there's no Thriller tour. There's a Victory tour. Oh, for the whole for the whole, the whole family. family. Yeah. And Michael's like, okay, yeah, he's sure. still under his dad's thumb. Still under his dad's thumb. Yeah. And so originally, the Victory tour was sponsored by General Mills, like yeah. the cereal. Yeah. And then apparently Don King comes in to manage, and he's like, nope, <laughs> it's sponsored by Pepsi. Mike, you're doing a commercial, and that's when his hair caught on. And that's what got him addicted so to painkillers. Sliding and that door. Is the, yes. Sliding door. So it's Don King's fault that he's dead. Yes. Okay. Yep. You can blame Don King. Yeah. Well, it's all, yeah. It's, it's all, all coming together. Effect, the conspiracy yeah. is all. I never considered that there was no tour, but it's the biggest selling album of all time, There's even without a tour to support it. The tour was the Victory Tour, which yeah, literally became, and there's footage of it. Yeah. It's, okay, let's do some of our old songs. Great. We're doing I Want You Back, and yeah. I'll be there. Great. Everyone, step the fuck back. Yeah. Let Michael do all Thriller. And that's what you see. You'll see, like, Wannabe starting something, and it's Michael in the front. Yeah. Doing all the moves and all the singing, and the brothers definitively just as backup singers. Yeah. Like, not even taking center stage. And it's literally, that's how the tour went. Yeah, and then they said, Marlon, you're on. It's body time. And Marlon slid down yep. the pole. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, watch me cook. Body, better than anything on Thriller. <laughs> the hottest take ever. <laughs> the fact that you still love Body after all these years is the greatest is, thing about this I show. I mean, it's one of my favorite things we ever did on our podcast. It's the it amazing. episode when we watched the video for Body. Love it. Love it. But a good yeah. doc. 
Good to good if you got nothing to do. Not as good as this one. To be clear, when I was referring to a child murderer, I wasn't talking about Quincy Jones. I thought we were talking about the music video. I was talking about John Landis. <laughs> yes, because uh, he killed the kid from the, the, the kids. I think was it a couple. Well, it was Vic two, uh, Morrow, Vic Morrow and, two children, and two children on from the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. So yes, yes, uh, which is not like we're breaking any stories. Anyway. No, it's forty, 40, years 40 something years ago. So, yeah. yeah. Also, you know, going back to the the, the, the greatest night in pop, like. It, there wasn't a ton about Michael, but no. this, the shots of him, he did, I love him for not, he, he just didn't go to the American yeah, music he's like, he's like, he's like, nah, who cares? I'm going to go record. Yeah. So that's the opposite side of caring about awards. He didn't show up for that because he <laughs> yeah. went in early to record his parts. And there's footage of him singing his bits a cappella, doing multiple takes. Yeah. And you forget, like, yeah, he, he was an amazing singer. Like, it's Michael Jackson, but. Yeah. His voice is so crystal clear. Yeah. The voice of an angel. Yeah. Such a pro. And like knows like, oh wait, let me do this because I need to do fix this part. Yeah. Just, yeah. just nailing it. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, that's a fascinating part too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the big part of me. He's not into much of the else of that uh, vid, uh, documentary. Well, they made it like he didn't have any ego in the room mm. doing that project other than writing it with, you know, he, it was his song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really everybody did sort of put their egos aside. They did. The they really part. did. Like shockingly, it was, it seemed like it just them all eating Roscoe chicken and waffles. Yeah. That was their, that was their dinner at like There's, 2 a.m. Right? Yeah. I was happy to eat it. And yeah. Also the collaboration of like Steve Perry coming in going, you know, if you go back and forth. Steve Perry, I am well on record hating Journey, but yeah. God, that guy has a great voice. Great voice. And like no, just it. so Those wasted on terrible songs, but. His voice is unbelievable. Yeah. And there is that great moment when Huey, Cindy, and Kim are recording that bit. <coughs> and a couple of people are just sort of off to the side watching them. And I think yeah. that's what you're talking about is Steve Perry chimes in where he's just saying something technical about, yeah. about vocals and yes. like how they were merging. How he's like, it's great how you you know, and it's like, yeah, they, they're all pros in the room. They all and, do their shit, which yeah. is just fascinating to see. Yeah. Journey, like Queen, a band whose music I don't like, but I can't, like, deny that the singer is, is uh, you know, one in a million yeah. talent. I also want to say, following up on You Loved Al, dr- Drunk Al Jarreau, Yeah, that also annoyed me more than I expected. Because what you didn't make clear is he got drunk before he had to record his part. Yes, he did. And he was fucking it up because he was unprofessionally drunk. Very true. I thought you meant he got drunk like after. <laughs> no. To celebrate. No. During. He got drunk immediately yeah. and then couldn't remember his, his Listen, lyrics. They brought out the wine. He's going to imbibe. Okay, but look, if you're going to kill Lauren Hill in the fuck, marry, kill of the Fugees for not showing up. Then you have to kill Al Jarreau for not showing up. Al, we are I have to kill Al Jarreau over Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> Dan Aykroyd shit. did his shit. <laughs> he stood there. Yeah. He knew how to stand. Yep. Next yeah. to Harry Belafonte. It's all you needed from him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Let us get to work. It's time for the music trivia Ooh. quiz. And I have a streak going. I am candy eligible. You are candy eligible, I've ladies. I've won three times in a row. I'm going for a fourth win. Fourth win, second candy? Second candy, yes. Oh, boy. So that means I'm going to ask you your questions first, and then I'll defend yes. my win. So. All right. So I'm going to choose that. Right. Is that your card? It's my card. Okay. Feel good about it. All right. Cover notes. What's the flip side of Johnny Ray's The Little White Cloud That Cried? I'm sorry. I picked the wrong card. 
<laughs> I, we, we need to redo. Uh, what's the flip side? The flip to- side of the little white cloud that cried by Johnny Ray. The big white cloud that smiled. That's correct. <laughs> no, cry okay. is the answer. Never in a million years. I'm curious if you'll get this next one. Okay. What did the 16th century folk song, A Most Strange Wedding of the Frog and the Mouse, become in this century? And again, this is they're talking about the 20th century because this was published in 1985. This is your mother should know? Yes. The 16th century folk song, A Most Strange Wedding of the Frog and the Mouse. What did that become in the 20th century? Three Blind Mice. Good guess, but wrong. Froggy went a courting. Oh, and he did ride. And he did ride, okay. uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, 1950s. What crooner called rock and roll, quote, the most brutal, ugly, vicious form of expression? Frank Sinatra. Correct. A brutal, ugly, vicious and person. he was right. <laughs> 1960s. What Beach Boys classic survived an easy listening version by Hugo Montenegro and his orchestra? Good Vibrations. Correct. That was a guess. We've got two. All right. After the Beatles, what new wave blonde's first dramatic movie role was that of a housewife in Union City? Deborah Harry. Correct. Okay. That's three. You've got par and you still have one question left. What did Glenn Gould often sport around his neck at the piano? An ascot. I'm sorry, I can't give that to you. A scarf. Okay. All right. That's fair because an ascot is Those are different garments. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I don't want you to have four. I I wouldn't have given you... Three. I would have not given you a scarf either. Right, yeah. So that's fair. So the number to beat is three. Three Three to tie, four to win. Nope. It's going to be a nail biter. I've had luck lately going toward the front of the box. All right. So this is where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Cover notes. What's what's the first cut on the North American version of the Beatles' revolver? Oh, shit. I think it's the same on both versions. Or not. What's, I mean, see, I wouldn't know the North American version because they don't release those in my lifetime. It's Taxman on the standard version. Um, I'm just going to say Taxman. Correct. Okay, good. <laughs> you went through a lot. But I would you got have really that. kicked myself if, uh, if yeah. Uh, Mom, what Bebopper's trumpet solos did Cab Calloway knock as quote unquote Chinese music? <laughs> wow, Cab Calloway. Mm-hmm. But Bebop, I'm just gonna say Louis Armstrong. It's the other guy, Dizzy Gillespie. Dizzy Gillespie. Okay. Fifties. Uh, what Jan and Dean Diddy babbles. Ba, 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 um, ba. Wait, sorry, let me do it again. <laughs> what Jan and Dean Diddy babbles? Ba, 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 um, da, um, da, um, wa, wa, wa. May I see it? Yes. <clears throat> Shit. Which songs are Jan and Dean songs and not early Beach Boy songs? Um... Surf City. Baby Talk. Don't know it, but I see what they're doing. Yeah, I see what they're doing. 60s. How many of the 13 groups in the film Go Go Mania are British? 
<laughs> I picked the wrong card. 13. Correct. Okay. All right. So you have three. I have three? I thought I had two. You have two. Sorry. You have two. You have two. Oh, okay. Two and two to go. Yeah. After Beatles, what band took a fifth of Beethoven to the top of the charts in 76? I know what that's referring to, yes. but I don't know the name of the band. I can't think of it. I don't know it either. Uh, are you you good done with yeah, that? Yeah. Okay, the Walter Murphy band. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't have known that either. I remember that. Okay, so this is to, to push. Just to tie. This is a push. I don't get it. Yep. Reset. Candies ain't happening, so that's a win for me. <laughs> Anything goes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whose wife read him tales of Aladdin while he composed the overture for Don Giovanni? Uh, oh, that's Mozart. I'm going to need more. Wolfgang Amadeus Wolfie Mozart. That is correct. Yeah. So it is a it's a tie. tie. It's a tie. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take, take it too. No candies at all. Well, I'm so candy eligible next time. Ladies, candy eligible. So I'll take it. But that's it for this mini episode. Bye. Bye.